<clears throat> well, guys, I am happy that uh, you have yet again heard me and are watching me yet again. Today, I want to chat a bit about a very, I want to chat a bit today about a very specific issue, and that is our school system. And I know that it's one of the biggest issues that parents are dealing with and that we're all dealing with, right? What do we do with our kids? What do we do in a situation now when our schools are, are basically being shut down and our kids are staying home? We don't know how long they're staying home. What's going to happen with our kids? How are our teachers handling this? All these different things. I get it. One of the first things people talk about, one of the major reasons why they didn't want to shut down schools, particularly in cities, but not just cities, but heavily in cities, was the idea that we can't shut them down because so many kids rely on food. This is true. Don't get me wrong. A lot of these kids rely on food. But I want you to think about how this is a bit overestimated. It's, it's over-exaggerated. I'm sorry. It's over-exaggerated. And here's why. When I was a kid, I grew up in a poor neighborhood. Most of you know, if you followed me at all, that I grew up in the Bronx, a poor neighborhood in the 70s. And when I went to school every morning um, before school, there was free lunch. I'm sorry, free breakfast. And every day for lunch, free lunch. We never paid for lunch. Everything was free. But and this was the 70s, right? In both the uh, breakfast and also lunch. And my family wasn't that poor. We weren't on public assistance. Both my parents worked. We were working poor, but we weren't poor. We were much more for that area, middle class, right? For that area. So for that area, we, we, we didn't need, that makes any sense. We didn't need it. My parents could afford it in that case, but we had it. And I, years later, I asked why. In fact, I didn't even understand that there was an option. When I was older as a teen, I moved out to Long Island. I moved to Long Island, which is a suburb, for those who don't know. It's a suburb. And in the suburbs, you had to have like a card or something if you wanted free lunch or something like that. I didn't know. So I showed up and I had to pay for lunch. I didn't know how that worked. I had no idea. Did you have to buy lunch? You do that? I had no idea. I'd never done it before. Because everybody in my old school had always gotten free lunch and free breakfast. And I'd ask people later on why it was that way. And what, what I found that is they give every kid free lunch because there's several reasons why. But one of them is because when you have a certain percentage of kids or families who um, can get free lunch, logistics is simply too much to decide who gets, who doesn't, how to do it. You go past a certain threshold, everyone gets free lunch. Everyone gets free breakfast which means all of those kids who are getting free lunch and free breakfast, not all of them need it, if that makes any sense. Some of them absolutely do, of course, but not all of them do. But not just that. Why are we using the schools to give them food? If these people need food, and many of them do, I, I, I get it, but you can still feed the children without the school. That's not required, right? This is a problem that government has created by making the school the place. Just like they have the problem with healthcare, by making healthcare have to go through your employer, through the company back during World War II, after World War II. That wasn't required. We made that happen. It's a problem to this day and the same issue here. If we have people who need food, we can still feed people who need food via food pantries or food stamps or EBT or WIC or insert way here. Whatever the way is, it doesn't have to be via school. Why am I saying this? Now is the perfect time to end this. Now is the perfect time to take the way that we give food or help these kids out. We don't have to add it to school if we don't want to. It doesn't have to be that way. 
I'm not saying it shouldn't be that way. I'm saying we shouldn't assume this is the only way of doing it. We can actually change this now. It's the perfect time, right? We're feeding kids now. I believe they have, um, if I'm not mistaken, there are places you can go now and you need to get food for your kids. Please, good, go get that food, whatever that is. And again, we have EBT, WIC, we have food stamps. There are ways that we can give the kids without having to keep the school open. There's a next piece though. It isn't just the schools that are open for this food. It's also because it's basically state-sponsored babysitting, right? For a lot of people, it is. And again, some people need the babysitting. I get it. If you've got to work and make money, it's babysitting. Absolutely. But that's a problem, right? Why is the state sponsoring the babysitting? And now we have teachers who, teachers now have to be worried. And we attack all the time teachers. I know we don't teach are bad and this and that. I don't. Teachers are part of a crappy system. That's for sure. But in the teacher's fault being part of a crappy system, most of the best teachers fight that system. That's why they're good. Or sadly, they often leave. That's even worse. So it isn't the teachers that are bad. But now I've got a teacher who has to worry about whether the kid's fed. And I got to worry about the teacher has to worry about discipline issues on keeping the kid in school because they can't get the kids home. Because basically we have an environment to where our parents have outsourced parenting. As I say all the time, when you add government, you by default remove community. That's how it works. Same thing here, right? Same thing here. You have teachers who want to teach, but now they can't teach. Oh, in the past, they couldn't teach because they're spending most of their time dealing with structure issues, um, dealing with babysitting issues, dealing with, 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 with literally therapy issues, dealing with whether the kids are fed or not. Oh my God, that's, that's, that's terrible for them. When do they teach? Now, they've got to pay for all this. So what do they need? Federal funding. What do you keep hearing through this entire thing? Federal government, give us more. Federal government, give us more. They're still going to scream for even more. Now, why am I so against federal funding? Why did I fight so much against it when I was running for, for office? Because with federal funding comes strings. Every single time, without exception, always. And those strings means I am now hamstringing my teachers even more. The advantage, and there aren't many, this is a terrible crisis. All I'm trying to do is pull out any silver lining I can. And the silver lining I can pull out of this one is, with this happening, teachers are being pulled out, and now teachers can actually find new ways to teach. This is the one good thing. The structure right now within schools, prior to this, right now, prior to this, is an industrial model, which is take kids, march them off to a room, sit them in a class, teach them rote stuff, and then teachers who are teaching get overseen by lots of people who say, don't you dare do that, do this. Don't you dare do that, do this. People who aren't teaching tell our teachers how to teach and then grade them on stuff that has no actual value. This happens all the time. That's the norm. Worst part is you, you have insanely high credentials for teachers and then you don't let them teach. This is the most backward thing. You make the teacher get 18,000 credentials, go to school all the time, and then show up to class and don't let them teach. If you're going to oversee every aspect of the teacher, why hire qualified teachers? Hire people who graduate high school and make them robots. It's way easier, right? Makes no sense. So let teachers teach. This is our opportunity.
In reality, that is an industrial model, which would make total sense if our kids were going off to a factory to work in a room and be told to do and have an overseer and do it. Works perfectly. That was well done for the past, I don't know, 100 years, whatever it was. Doesn't work anymore. And the best teachers know that. And they're trying to make shifts to make that happen. And they're being fought. And many of them fight the system or leave the system. Now is your chance, guys and gals. Now's your chance. We can change this to make this more of a model that's more realistic. Who is responding best to this idea of working remotely and sharing, blah, blah, business, who's been doing it forever, right? I used to run a team that had people in, in Berlin, people in New York, people in London. We had to work virtually. Of course, how it works. Do it often. When I, when I ran my campaign, I had people in all the states. Of course, we ran it virtually. I still do it now. Of course, we do it virtually. Business knows how to do this. Time for government to do it too. This is our chance to teach the kids how to use this, to teach the kids that you can still work this way. But more importantly, to focus on what matters. I hope we can use this as an excuse to stop teaching to the test, to stop teaching to the test, to instead do what matters, which is get kids to like learning, get kids to know how to research, get kids to know how to change. What this is showing us for sure is that, as I said in my campaign years ago, the average person now is going to have five different careers. Well, here's an excuse or a reason to have another career. It's going to happen again. This isn't the last virus is going to hit us. Not the last recession is going to hit us. There's going to be more. So let's figure out how to change our schooling now. Right now. Testing is useless. The industrial model is useless. Virtual is the way. Not just a virtual way. Sharing is the way. Changing is the way. Whatever you learn in school, rules and regulations and ideas and half of that stuff changes in 10 years. So I memorized it for a test. So what? You're a good test taker. Great. Go out in the world to get your ass kicked. You work in a Starbucks. See it all the time. I got, t- I, I got great grades. Thank you. I would like a latte, please. That's very common. So how about instead learn how to think? And teachers, so many want to help with this. I'm doing it now. I've got my kids at home, right? Most of the homework they get is blah. They do it. They go through it. And then I now challenge my kids with new ideas and concepts. We're watching old Nova TV shows and frontline TV shows and and about, about different things of science and things like that, math. And we're talking about it now. And we're doing better because that's what... And look, lots of teachers want to do this. Now they have the chance to do this. But here's the best thing to teach right now. Teachers now can start to create their own their own homeschooling curriculum. Because lots of parents, like myself and others, are thinking right now, man, I'm liking this homeschooling thing. I might be able to do this. If I only had a teacher who could be my homeschooling principal, Teachers, if you're listening to me, now is your chance. Now is your chance to create your own curriculum for your own grades that you can get the government to agree to and move forward now. If we don't, here's what's going to happen. The government's going to get get more involved because they're all going to want, of course, federal funding. And when federal funding comes down, it's going to trash everything. You make new rules, and all they're going to want to do is get the kids to pass the tests. That's all they're going to care about. 
getting the kids to pass the tests because that's how they validate more federal funding. But not just that. The entire schooling, while it is obviously babysitting, I got it, it's also food. It's also a massive place for crony capitalism. Oh my God, massive for crony capitalism. Who pays for all the food? Government does. Who gives them all the food? Big corporations, right? So now whatever, some big corporation is now putting in all the food in all the schools because they sell them in one big massive thing. Federal government agrees to it. Crony capitalism. Who does all the books? Same thing, right? Who does the food? Who does the books? Who does the new curriculum? Who does the testing? All the new rave, right? We can get rid of all that. We can slow all that down. But now localizing right now, localizing now and letting people actually teach their kids how to learn. Whatever your kid learns 10 years from now, it's changed, it's different, it's not valuable anymore. They're gonna have to learn again. And all of you are seeing it. You gotta learn again too. So we all gotta start learning. So let's keep learning. The federal government's gonna make things bad. I want us to take care of this much better. Now, the piece I always get is, Larry, that sounds great. I love the idea. But what about kids who have special needs? That's always a problem. It is. Special needs are special. I got it. I'm 100% with you on that one. I would ask how many parents are actually happy with how their special needs kids have been treated in public schools. Yeah, not that many. There's a couple in there who are, but most aren't. Most aren't. So why aren't we now finding rules? And there's a whole lot of special needs teachers out there right now who can't work because they can't go to school, right? Or aren't working. Why aren't they creating their own curriculum too, right? The problem with special needs is that they're very diverse too, right? People think of special needs as, as it's a block, right? It's a monolith. Not even close. Not even close. And if you have a special needs kid in your life, you know this. Kid one and kid two, both labeled special needs, totally different needs, totally different requirements, different personalities, different everything. You can't put special needs in a monolith. That's silly. But we do it all the time. Oh, well, they got this or they received that. Well, the kid might not need this or receive that. I have an idea. How about now is our time to even change special needs? Now is our chance to say, you know what? Special needs is not a monolith. Certain kids need certain things. How about now we start talking about how do I get the parents and the people who are loved ones to be satisfied with my special needs kid? Most parents who have special needs kids don't actually care whether or not their kid passes a test. That isn't a critical thing for them. Some do. Most don't. Most just want their kid to get better. Whatever better is for that kid. So how about we start with that? figuring out how do we get people to start becoming better. I might say, but Larry, my kid needs to have things that are directly, they've got to be in front of people, blah, blah. If you can't, this isn't the, the last virus. So how about we start figuring out how do we even create some form of online, remote uh, community to where kids who have special needs can still get what they need without having to be in front of a therapist. What if your kid needs physical therapy? Need PT, OT, right? Some kids need that, some don't. Something every single week, some every day. Depends upon the kid, right? How do we create that now? I don't know. I don't have to know. I have to allow our communities to figure this out. What I'm sure of, 100% sure of, 
there's a way. But when you shut it all down, ask the federal government for help, what you will get is a top-down plan that will create a monolith for all special needs kids, that will create a, a rubric of what they're supposed to receive, and that's it. And if you don't like it, you'll be suing the state, like so many parents are doing. You'll be suing the city, or suing the state, or all those things, you'll be doing it. Just suing, suing, suing. It's the wrong answer. We can find a way to fix this, absolutely. Now, I don't want the schools to be nothing but places where your kids stay until they're 18, which is sadly what too many of them are. I don't want teachers to feel like they have to fight the system to be that good teacher. I want them to realize, you know what? The system will support me in being a good teacher, right? Don't get me wrong. There are bad teachers too. There are. Of course there are. There's bad everything. But with a bad system, the bad teachers stay, the good teachers struggle, and then eventually many of them will leave. With a good system, the bad teachers struggle, and many of them will hopefully leave. Let's fix the system to have better teachers. It's, it isn't magic. It's the way it works. The system right now is stifling this. Let's take this chance to adjust this, to shift it now. Now, I know someone's going to tell me, but Larry, some kids are going to suffer. Kids are suffering now. Kids are suffering now. Parents are going to suffer. They're suffering now. It's not like it, it's working now. So instead of just waiting for another law to be passed, take advantage, make it happen now, and then take it. Here it is. Hey, school district. Here it is. Hey, school district. Here it is. And the district goes, no, we need federal funds. Hey, parents, here it is. Fight your local school to lower your, your school taxes. Fight your local people to lower your school taxes so you can put some money into, into my plan. That's going to be a whole lot better. Because i tell you what's jumping up now right now. Some people are saying homeschooling, not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. I know my kids like it. I know I like it. My, parent, my, my wife isn't even that mad. She's like, okay, whatever. Our kids are still learning. They're still working. And they're actually more excited about learning than ever. Because dad's teaching them history. Not too shabby. So yes, so this kind of stuff is what's actually happening, right? People, and guess what? Parents have to learn too. Parents have to learn too. And you might go, wait a minute, you want parents to learn? Yes, you gotta learn too. You too, me, everybody, right? When you remove government, community has to step in. You can't just remove government, then we've got nothing. You've gotta add community. This goes back and forth. As we add government, we destroy community. One of the reasons why this has happened, and it's going to sound crazy, but I got I to gotta say one reason why it's happened. One of the reasons why this happened is we've been outsourcing parenting for decades. For decades. We've just been outsourcing our parenting. It's been happening. Our communities don't step in. Government steps in. And our government has been pulling the fathers out of families for 40 years. Pulling them out. The war on drugs. The war on poverty. These wars on drugs and poverty have been pulling fathers out of uh, families faster than you could possibly do anything else. I mean, let me be wrong. There's been a high divorce rate. There have been people who uh, they've been leaving also. But family court has been destroying it, getting the fathers out of their lives. As you start losing all the parents, right? And also because of other issues, grandparents moving away. They can't afford to live here. Grandparents moving away. As everyone begins to move away, and then, of course, other people in, in other areas 
start moving into cities. So now suburbs and rural areas don't have the same families. You don't have the support structure. What steps in? Government. It's how it works. Right? Government. I remember watching a, uh, um, a, a TV show, Boardwalk Empire. It was a HBO TV show uh, from a couple years back. And there were some federal agents who wanted to um, uh, crack down during the uh, prohibition. They wanted to crack down and go get the bad guys in Atlantic City uh, for prohibition. They had no office. What did they do? They went to the post office. Why? Federal building. So they go to the post office. It's a government building. They take a room and say, we're working here. It's a federal building, right? Water, bring this up. That's what we did with basically schools. We said it's a government building. So we made it everything. I got a bunch of kids here. Let's make it everything. And now we put teachers in there to make this happen. Well, teachers can't do all these things. They're teachers. They didn't, they didn't become a teacher so they could be an administrator. They became a teacher to be a teacher. So what you have to add? A bunch of administrators. Administrators don't know how to teach. Or they'd be teachers. They don't administrate. And they're probably good at that, I would assume. I just don't want to need so many of them. Right? You do need administrators. You always do. There will always have to be some form of admin in any organization. You've got to have administrators. They're valuable. Of course they are. I'm not, I'm not dumping on administrators. I'm dumping on the amount that we need. That's what I'm worried about. Instead, let's start having more teachers teach. Let's change this environment right now. The entire piece I was talking about, the, whole, the reason why I'm talking about this is because let's take this time to change our school system. Let's listen to the teachers now. And for you really hardcore teachers who want to make things happen, this is your time. This is absolutely your time to create some new curriculum, to create some new idea, to create some new system. Right now is your time to do it. Implement it now, right? Just start implementing it. If they fire you, that's going to suck, but I hope they don't. You'll see it before it happens so you can stop. But implement it now and test it. If it starts working, Maybe you can do it privately. This is your time to do it privately. But not just that. A lot of parents are going to be open to this idea. A lot. But here's the best part. Again, as I said, you remove government. You've got to add community. Whatever you do, if you build out this new curriculum, this new idea, this new system, if you can get a local community center in some way, shape, or form to support you, imagine what could happen. A local church group, Knights of Columbus, American Legion, Boy Scouts. Well, Boy Scouts getting beat up pretty bad. Whatever. Insert thing here, right? Whatever's appropriate in your world, right? If you can get them to support you and create a new type of system just to have an administrative office to where now parents can talk back and forth, you can rate each other and grade each other. And all of a sudden, now you can actually make a curriculum that'll make the kids happy. What'll start happening? We'll start opting out these tests anyway, which is the right answer. The future's opting out. The, the previous scandals of all the kids buying their way in remember that all the rich kids rich parents bought their kids in the college shows two things one the tests don't mean anything and two the tests don't mean anything that's what it taught us the tests mean nothing they were getting in with bad grades and still surviving so the the schools actually didn't care about the tests and you getting your grades in the test didn't help you in school anyway so who cares college is going to figure that out they're going to want cash and if, you're, if you have the money to give, they're not going to care about your damn grades, right? Think about what's going to happen in the future. Unless the government just decides to pay for everything and we have to stop that or we're in trouble, guys. We have to step up. The 
good thing about this crisis, and again, there's so much bad, but the good thing about this crisis is it has shown the cracks in all of our systems. We have two options. What most people are doing, please, government, fix the cracks. Please be stronger. Attack us more. Lock us in our houses. Crush us and fix it. That's what we're doing. Most of us are doing. Some of us have to not do that and say, you know what, government? Thank you for those the errors. I see the hole. I got you. I'm going to fix this. I got you. If we can do it, we can make a better system. It won't be perfect. I got it. But the one now isn't perfect. The one now is a disaster full of debt and weakness and pain and struggle. That's what it's full of now. Unhappy teachers, unhappy students, parents who are suing the school system left and right. That's now. So let's change this. Let's shift this. We can do it. Let's start doing it. I don't have to know the answers. A lot of you do. If there are teachers out there listening to me, now is your time. Please step up. If there are people who, you know, need to get food because from schools, I got it. Let's find other ways. We can. It can be done. It has been done, right? And it can be done. And those of you who are scared who are saying, oh my God, if we stop the schools, people are going to starve. Most of them aren't. Most of the people who get school lunch can find other ways to get food. Absolutely. It's happening in many communities. And many of them don't actually need the food. It just helps, which is wonderful. I'm glad it helps. But there's a lot of people now who are going to be starving and struggling, who've lost their jobs, who've lost their career, who are losing their houses. All those things, they need it too. They need it too. Remember something. In this crisis, the very poor and the very rich are hurt the least. I'll say it again. Where were the very poor? They're hurt the least. The very rich hurt the least. It is the middle that's devastated. If you're already very poor, then this doesn't affect you that much. You're already very poor. If you're very rich, you knew it was coming and you're set. It's the middle that gets trashed. How do we fix that? The middle. That's the number one thing that I see. And I know a lot of people are afraid. I get it. And that's why people are saying, Governor Newsom and Governor Cuomo are awesome because they have iron fists. This is how we get even worse. If we don't fix this now, what happens next time? When the next crisis comes, the answer is shut it all down, shut up, go in your home and do nothing. Go in your home and do nothing. We will take care of you. We got you. Well, they don't at all. All right, guys, I've yapped away. I just wanted to cover this issue. School is important, but it being gone is not the end of the world. You might say, oh my God, my kid's not going to get a good test score. So what? Nobody is. And it's going to show one more thing. Nobody cares. That's the reality. It's going to show nobody actually cares. That scandal last year showed it. This is going to prove it even more. Nobody cares. The tests are just ways of getting federal funds. That's what they're all about. Having more administrators, getting more federal money. That's all it is. The tests aren't going to matter. The kid is, the, 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 the key is, can your kid think? Can your kid learn? If you have a special needs kid, can your kid get better? Which is thinking and learning, but different depending upon your kid. I hope it will also show for special needs kids, it's not a monolith. Very different for each kid. Now, how do we take everything and move forward? I hope it's through teachers, 
showing us the way right now. The good teachers who are pissed off and who are annoyed and almost fighting the system, you can stop now. Now's your time. People are going to listen to you. All the people who thought homeschooling was a bad idea, a lot of them are thinking it's not so bad anymore. You have a client base waiting for you, right? You have people waiting to hear. If you don't say something, they're going to fall right back to government. When people are drowning, they will often take any hand that's given out. If that hand happens to be President Trump or Governor Cuomo, Governor Newsom, or whoever's the new person with their hand out, they will grab that hand. If it's you, they might grab your hand. It can be you. I'm out here trying to get you to put your hand out to help somebody up. I think you can. Let's do that. Thank you, guys.